0: Right Right here! Right now! Doesn't love fat boy slim. I know I do. Um, he's fantastic. Um, welcome to the first ever talking with T Dub. Um, I'm very happy to have finally done this. It's been a long time in the uh, making, and yeah. So let's get going. All right, we're rocking and rolling. So i'm uh, very happy to be here everyone this is uh the first first podcast that i've um started and uh yeah very excited as i've got someone on here who yeah a very kindred spirit i feel um you know i think we've got a lot of very same similar traits and um we have a very uh similar similar goals in life too. So it's, I'm very interested to hear uh, some of the stuff that he's got to say. So I'll introduce you all. Um, so this is Christian. Uh, Christian's a uh, trainer and assessor and he also works helping his uh, wife run two disability support care um programs and uh, big organizations, I should say, shouldn't sell it short. Um, and he's also completing a university degree at the same time and doing a dual diploma, I just found out about 10 minutes ago. So yeah, yes. welcome, Christian. How are you? Thank you, mate. Thanks, mate. Yeah,
1: I'm good. I'm good. Yeah, I um, just stupidly take on a lot of study and then just add more and more to it. But um, yeah, it keeps keeps me busy. So um, I like the kindred spirits thing, though, too, definitely. I think, um, yeah, we've always, uh, I don't know, had, had similar values or ideals. I think it's uh, it's good. It's good yeah. to be able to meet like-minded people as well. It it's is. not that easy these days.
0: No, no, definitely. It's uh, it's a bit of a funny story, you know. Um, you know, like I uh, got funny, like, I guess a bit of backstory on me. I, I uh, was incarcerated for nearly six years and got out of um, prison and really, you know, not just after I got out of prison but whilst I was in prison I definitely made a big change of my life and I wanted to get out and put my you know front foot forward and I thought you know what's the best way to do it and I thought well I'm going to educate myself and I thought okay well I don't want to jump straight into a degree because I know you know just I want to just dip the toes in and see how I go so you know I signed up to a TAFE course and it was a diploma of Mental health. I'm pretty sure it was. And um, Christian was the lecturer. Um, and yeah, just straight from the from the word go, got along really well. Um, I think he's seen that I was keen, and I was, uh, you know, had the same similar story. Like I wouldn't say similar backstory, but he's uh, sort of definitely um, dipped his toes in in the situations that probably aren't the best for him. But I'll <laughs> let him tell that story. But um, yeah, so I just want to ask a question. So, cool. how, how how did you how did you end up getting to where you are now, mate? I want to I want to hear a bit about it because I cool. think it's very interesting, and I think a lot of people get a lot out of it.
1: Sweet, yeah. Well, hopefully, um, <laughs> no, but yeah. I, so I, um, I've so as you said, I'm doing my psych degree at the moment. Um, I'm a trainer and assessor as well, so I've done that for years particularly in the community space, uh, mental health, drug and alcohol, um, counselling. I'm a qualified counsellor. I've done lots of different kinds of courses and stuff. Uh, And I suppose mainly I've always kind of been super interested in, like we have a reasonably long family history of psychiatric illnesses and and addiction and things like that. So I was always kind of around it Um, and then inevitably ended up in my own as you do. Um, yep. you know, like with the analogy before we said about, you know, the holes there, but you still end up falling in it somehow anyway. Yeah. Um, so yeah, but I was always, uh, I suppose like super interested in it. Um, but I was also a musician. So yeah. I, I stumbled across this work. Uh, a lot of people had told me for years, like, Oh, you should, you know, you should be working with people. You're really good with people. And I didn't even know there were jobs with, yeah. with people. I just, <laughs> No one no one told me half the stuff that was out there, so I had no idea. Um, and I knew I wasn't ready for university at, you know, school age because yep. I, was, I wasn't I was in a great way then, and, and that would have probably been the end of me, I reckon, um, Smart. as it was. So I certainly wasn't ready. Very uh, so, so I've waited, yeah. I've waited. But um, so guitar was always something that got me through. Um, and I'd played, like I'd been a musician, I'd played Trumpet before that, and and had always been in and around music, and the only one in my family, funnily enough. Um, yeah, so that is I, weird. That is really it's weird. weird. Yeah, normally it's, weird. it's the
0: opposite. The whole family go on with it, don't they?
1: Yeah, and yeah. no, mine certainly don't. They don't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're as, as musically illiterate, as you can imagine. Yeah, um, that's
0: my. Favorite. But apparently,
1: my, my dad was it was a guitar player in the navy, so I've never met my dad. But yeah. uh, there's got to be some form of genetic, hundred
0: um, percent predisposition or
1: something to yeah. that. Uh, so, so I actually started off playing, uh, teaching kids, guitar, kids that have been disengaged from school, oh, okay. um, weren't we're having a great time of it. Uh, we pretty young and we told not to come back. Yep. Um, yeah, so they were trying to find alternate ways to kind of connect with some of these kids and some of these kids had, you know, really horrible, um, backstories and a lot of neglect and abuse and yeah just not you know low socioeconomic areas and some of the problems that go along with that and and I was actually able to find that through music we we're able to really kind of create a bond and a relationship and connect you know in a professional in a professional way but it was always kind of I suppose because they were younger it was always a bit of a big brotherly kind of vibe as well
0: yeah um,
1: yep. and so you know the parents seemed to really enjoy that they were engaged and doing things and um, you know a little bit uh, a little bit of Dropped in the deep end at times, and into situations where you know I'd get a rundown of this kid that I was walking into and find uh, you know set their parents' house on fire and burnt it down at seven, and and um, you know just like you know the last stuff. remember got chased out with baseball bats and just all sorts of stuff. That <laughs> just, I think back now and think, geez, like
0: that's a I baptism have, of fire if I've ever heard one, isn't it? Isn't yeah. it? And that was my
1: wife that was throwing me right in there, <laughs> <laughs> so. Um, Or my now wife, uh, who obviously recognised then that there was something there that that um, I'd be able to do, and I ended up doing that, and I fell in love with the work, and I fell in love with the connection. And you know, I'd worked a lot of menial jobs before, um, like like you know, stacking shelves and warehousing and all that stuff. And
0: I know the feeling.
1: I was a plumber as well for a while, Um, and I hated it. I hated all of it. I, I didn't know what i didn't know these things were out there i suppose and i knew that i wanted to use my brain somehow yep. um and, and be able to really connect with people and um i think that i just uh, fell in and and loved it so then i did my studies and those took me into the role of being able to like be a workplace trainer and not tra- you know training the staff on different things and shadow shifts with some of the more difficult clients and things like that and um yeah it just ended up um, I became a trainer as well because I got asked by a few places to, to do some training for them because, you know, using my experience and things.
0: With the, um, um, so with then, the children and stuff, <clears throat> the really the hard work, I guess. So obviously they seen you had such sure. a, a good a good vibe with these kids and they're like, okay, we need more of these people, so we need for him sure. to train the rest of them.
1: Yeah. Wow. And that, I I take that really seriously. I don't know if anyone, you might know that already. Um, I don't take it seriously as in like, I'm very droll and and kill the vibe for everybody about how amazing the work is and and just make people think, geez, this guy's such a drill sergeant. I don't even (laughs) want to go to school and learn this shit. Um, I really take it seriously because I think it's a pretty big responsibility. Like to, to work with vulnerable people in a community is not a small undertaking. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of complexity and traumas and there's a lot of other things that people can deal with that is pretty serious business. It doesn't have to be super serious work, but at the same time, you want to be take the responsibility yeah. seriously. So that's what I try and do with students. Like it's an honour and a privilege, I think, to be able to instill some of the... Beliefs that I have about just being decent to people, yep. like as a core um, for for your work practice, it doesn't mean um, you know, it doesn't mean that you have to. It's almost like unt- it's the stuff that uh, it's not the stuff you teach. It's kind of the extra stuff that you can give people that I think is really important. And I've had some amazing lecturers that have done that for yep. me too. That were really just made me more compassionate or made me more the one um, accepting. Sure, the those the one percenters, the yeah, one percenters
0: yeah, sure. they make up. Um, they make up some a big big amount of that. And I mean, we've had this discussion privately many a time about um, you know, the way that certain places, you know, like there's not enough government oversight and you know they're yeah, getting sure. not enough training for these people and you know, it's dangerous. It's very dangerous. For so sure. I, I respect yeah. that a lot about your training, mm-hmm. about how you do put a lot of emphasis on the fact that, you know, there are very there can be it can be you know a death sentence if you send someone yeah, into yeah, a situation sure. you can put them into a you know that's a worst case scenario but you know they're for sure it's a there's a million different things that can happen isn't there you know so absolutely no nah, I, I think uh, that's really good uh
1: thanks man I appreciate that and I think that we both vibe on that very heavily yeah. I think because as well like I like to know where I am in space I like to know where I sit and and I always you know the extreme end of the spectrum is a good starting point because they go yes. you know if it goes all the way to so worst case scenario, and I can just get it back from there a little bit. At least I know w- what I'm up against, like you know, and, and yep. generally I'll give people probably some stories and they think, like, I might get scared <laughs> off, especially early days. Yeah. I think, shit, I don't know if I'm cut out for that. But I think that that um, – I try not to do it to scare people off, but just to, to let people know that, you know, these, this can this happen. Is, these events, you know can happen. Yeah. And you want to be prepared for that and you want to make sure that you're at least thinking worst case because anything under worst case will become best case. Yes, um, that's right. That's – that serves that's served me well in the last twelve-ish, thirteen years or so. Yeah, um, you know. So and yeah, I think it's something that it's important for people to know, and it's important to not understate how important it is. Um, importance, I've said like five times, but to know that when you're going out and doing that stuff, that there should be probably those things have more emphasis on them. You know, yeah. like the the because it's important work you
0: know well that, it seemed it's a common trend isn't it with the you know the government things you know it's it's not just this area of work the mental health it's just you mm-hmm. know when there's a big problem in something they throw a lot of money at it then yep. yeah, then yeah, they'll, yeah. they'll come and fix the problems later on down the track yeah, you know it's just yeah. it's the way it's been for, sure. for a long time but you know i guess we've got to do the best with what we've got and um sure. you know but you know if you get more people doing the right thing and um you know, teaching yeah. teaching the way you teach in that sense, I think you know you're definitely going to create a, you know, a whole generation of practitioners that are going to be doing the right thing. So I I definitely um, I definitely agree with it, as you know. So yeah, yeah, um, for sure, for sure.
1: Oh, yeah, thanks,
0: mate. No, that's good. But some some of the other stuff, um, you mentioned, mm. you know, like that, you know, you weren't in a bit of a in the best of places, but you still you pulled yourself. Through and got to where you are now. So, can you tell us a little bit about that? About you know sure. t- how how you how you felt and like what got you through it. Obviously, music um, was a big one.
1: Big one, yeah, massive one. Um, yeah, I was um I was a struggle in struggle town for a long time. I probably hit a critical period. You know that adolescent period where it's extremely strenuous. Uh, you're trying to work out who you are. You've got academic pressures. You've got Parental pressures. You've got stuff going on at home. You've got you know dysfunctional relationships with with girlfriends, which I had a really dis, um, toxic and damaging relationship at the time. Um, but I didn't really realize the weight of until probably years later. But um, I got also had um, a few health problems. So I got glandular fever really badly and had oh. six months off school because I couldn't keep my eyes open longer than fifteen minutes. Um, which then, of course, because my um, immune system was down. Um, and I just stopped taking my asthma preventative, like cortisone based medications, um, just before that. And then I ended up like my whole face, neck, chest, back erupted in cystic acne, um, which, which was really, really painful. Um, I've still got lots of scars, you know, that, that are still left over. Um, the worst case that my dermatologist had ever seen in his career was, um, was something that I'd heard, I heard that a few times from different doctors and specialists, which is not what I wanted to hear. I was
0: about to say, it's Um, not something an adolescent person going through. (laughs) Yeah. Nah,
1: nah, not at all. I, um, that, that was really um, like, I could barely have showers because it was so painful. It was like somebody
0: was, (laughs) you know,
1: smashing, smashing needles into the, you know, I felt like, I don't know, like, yeah, it was, it was really, really hard period of time. And there was so much going on that I was probably lucky to get through it. Um, I think, uh, you know, I think back now and, like I don't know I know that there were certain factors there that definitely protected me in the long run Um, but oftentimes I think it was just I don't know it was it was just such a such a shit time in my life and I uh, like uh, my nan who who actually was was one of the ones in and out of psychiatric institutions and things like that uh, you know that I used to spend a lot of time with when I was younger she used to say that that affected her deeply seeing me affected so deeply. And I didn't know that until probably not that long ago. Um, and yeah, I suppose that, you know, I look back now and think it's hard to take myself back there. Cause I, I think yeah. I've, you know, integrated the memories and kind of moved on to a degree, but I struggled and then I struggled with, um, I kind of just became a bit reclusive and then I had to repeat a year of school. I lost all my friends. Um, you know, they went up and I stayed down and, um, there was just a lot of shit happening. And, you know, obviously had a fondness for self-destruction and alcohol and the drugs come after that. And, you know, um, and, you know, medicating myself and, and then, uh, just all sorts of just, you know, ridiculous shit. Um, and, and I, you know, I was still going on until my mid twenties, roughly. I met my wife when I was 23, four, 24, maybe. Yep. Yeah, 24, yeah, yeah. Um, and I was still on a bad path then, um, and she saw a lot of it. I got sober a couple of years after that, two years later, but she saw a lot of stuff and dealt with a lot of stuff, but she didn't run, and I thought she might, but I think that that, you know, that, like, kindness and compassion um, uh, from her, kindness and compassion from her was what definitely what helped me get yeah. myself. To no, like, you tell
0: know. me a little bit about your wife. Because I mean, mm. when I, I I mean, obviously uh, a lot of people don't un, don't know because they haven't heard, but um, mm. <laughs> but I, I have heard, and it's oh, yeah. a great story. It's a really great story, and I think you know, just from that little bit of background that you've just told me, then, and you know, and then you met your wife, and you were still in this period, but mm. as you said, she didn't run, so. Mm. Tell tell me a bit about that that time because that, sure. that, that's so, pretty cool. I, it's funny I did go through. I
1: think I actually had this conversation with my therapist a little while back because <laughs> I remember saying um, we talked about how difficult it is to be honest with people about yeah. how you're going, how you're feeling, what you're doing, um, what's wrong with you, basically. You're like I don't I don't see anything wrong with you. What, what what's wrong yeah. with you? Yep. Um, kind common. of scenario, and and I think that I remember we'd been chatting. So we made it a gig, one of my gigs. Um, yeah. I, 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 I always tell people I wear it with my guitar playing. That may or may not be true. <laughs> um, Yeah. But... Um- so we met at a gig and, and she was so super lovely and I was actually sober that night. So I'd, had a, I'd tied one on pretty hard a few days bef- for a few days before yeah. um, and had managed to remain sober for a night because I'd forced myself to drive with my gear so I wouldn't, you know, partake in anything in particular, which yep. I was prone to back then a lot of, obviously, <laughs> um, which was lucky because I don't know if we would have... Uh, actually, because we were supposed to meet a month before and I got so railroaded that I left on my gear in the venue. I got clipped by a car. Uh, I got I passed out in an alley in Logan Street and got picked up by the coppers. <laughs> Jesus um, Christ. I got rolled like uh, just into fights and shit, like just ridiculous shit. Yeah. But she, she didn't come that night. There was an issue and she couldn't get to the gig, which was funny because we think that that was like the the, the
0: crossroads. Like this it it sounds like a bit one, of a meant-to-be thing one, to me. Like Yeah, it's, that's, I mean, funny. It's that's funny. It's funny, you know, like uh, people who I say they don't – I've yeah. actually
1: got that tattooed on my chest, meant to be. That's how yeah, yeah,
0: I, I tell you what, like, if I, <laughs> you hear a lot of people say that it's uh, oh, it's all bullshit, but I tell you, you hear stories yeah, like yeah. this and it makes you think, you yeah. know? Yeah. So, I mean, the one yeah. night you decide to be sober and she ended up finally rocking up, and obviously she's seen the best in you. So, pretty much. Yeah. Pretty much.
1: And, and I think her and her as well, like, um, you know, we, we were just like, well, I was always one of those dudes. I think I said maybe on when we caught up last time um, that I was one of those people that everyone just knew that I would find a girl and that would be it. like, it wasn't going to yeah, be. Yeah. You have said because that. I yeah. Wasn't, I wasn't into anything else. I wasn't really into it. <laughs> like girls, like, that was yeah. just annoying. You know? yeah. I just found them really annoying. Um, Had and and going on. my relationship before that was completely fucked. So yeah. um, I was pretty burned out by that. So then when I saw, when I met my wife, and we were both sober, both lucid, um, we just started connecting, and and MySpace was that was the the clicker. Oh the shit! Center. Yeah, yeah. So we did a lot of connecting through that, and yeah. then but I, but at that stage, I hadn't really tied out what what I was dealing with or what I was going through yeah. on a daily yeah, yeah. basis. And, well, it's
0: not something you're uh, going to tell this girl that you're keen on, is it? You know. No, no, certainly not. Because you know,
1: you you wonder like, oh, geez, you know, how's that going to go down, and and what am I going to tell her? Because that's that stage too. My life was still like I'm talking what am I, mid to early ish twenties. Um, I still had no, or well, nearly mid twenties. I was still pretty lost. Like I was a lost lamb. I didn't know what the fuck was even life and how I was going to get through the next day. To be honest, like it was pretty bad. And and I said to her, we're going to catch up for for a gig. I think we're going to go see a mates' band at the Tote or something now the art house yep, and um yep. i bailed on her last minute and she thought it was her like she's like oh you know I doesn't want to see her I doesn't want to catch up with me yep. i found that out later and um but i'd said no nah, i just said oh no nah, i'm just not feeling it's not you i just don't feel good and she's like oh what do you mean like you're, you're sick and i was like well i am but not in the way that you, no, you think i am
0: not physically um
1: yes that's right yeah. so then i i kind of told her what was going on and she didn't run at all and she was quite um Interested and compassionate and um, kind and curious and all of those things, and I thought, wow, you know, that's not at exactly all what I was thinking. Yeah. Um, so then, yeah, we kind of like probably solidified a relationship off the back of that, um, because you know, again, like we've talked about before, it's not it's not an easy thing to talk about, and normalising those conversations is is not easy. No, um, no, it's not. We know it's not an easy thing to do, but you know, without that um, pivotal another probably crossroad. Um, I don't know where I'd be. <laughs> to yeah, be
0: that's that's. It just seems like um, to me, like when um, I hear this story, it's like you know you've got your music, and you have your wife, and you yeah. also now you've got your little boy. You know, so yeah. Um, tell tell me about that. Tell me about what it was like when you had your little boy.
1: Oh man. He um yeah he's everything that's for sure. I, um, yeah. it's funny how he's so he's mini me if ever I've seen <laughs> like, <laughs> all all the, all the qualities that it's it is. It's just like having my own self wandering around with me, which is good and bad. Like sometimes we, we really get on each other's nerves, and Mum's um, the mediator kind of between us both. I don't know how she puts up with either of us most of the time, but she's very um she's very patient that's for sure. But yeah, he he uh so he's, we've had a bit of a journey with him this year. So he, um, yeah. I mean, for the last six years, so he's six now. Yep. Um, but for the last, you know, six years, we, we haven't slept a lot. Um, we have, but you know, he's, he still has broken sleep. He was sleeping in our bed, you know, right up, you know, quite late, but, but um, we'd actually gone and, and, you know, made steps towards getting him assessed and diagnosed because we knew that there were some things that he was dealing with that we weren't probably really helping him with as well as we probably should have, yeah. Um. So he got his ASD diagnosis um, earlier this year, autism spectrum disorder, and yep. and attention deficit hyperactivity disorder, which are generally you know pretty commonly co-occurring, yeah. Um, definitely. So, but he, you know, he um, he's. Yeah, he's super switched on. Look, he's super smart. Um, yeah. You can't get anything by him. He's just a bundle of energy and challenge and ridiculousness <laughs> and fun and all of those things. Um, and that was, you know, to even sit like sometimes still, like I go to therapy a lot these days to try and work out how to be a better dad because I'm not always that sure. Um, but, you know, make sure I'm, I'm, you know, being on the right path and if I'm, you know, not, not projecting a lot, you know. Um, that was a topic the other day about making sure that I don't project what I think he needs onto him because our lives were very different. I didn't have a dad around for the first three and a half years or so. Um, So, and just those things where you just kind of want to make sure that you're maintaining yourself as well because I can't be decent husband and father and all those things if I'm not well. No, Um,
0: no, definitely.
1: But, yeah, yeah, he's, he's just... Yeah, he's everything. It's so funny how you ha- when you have a kid, like people always talk about it and you're like, oh, yeah, whatever, you know, <laughs> have a kid. Have a, oh, it's the best thing in the world. You won't, you know, you can't even imagine and and all of that stuff. But it's so true, like that yeah. especially love, like you think you know love until you have them. And it's not always that. It's not always that for people. Like I, it's the nature of, you know, um, postnatal depressions and attachments and all of those. Yeah, there's a lot of factors things. that come into yeah. it. For sure, for yeah. sure. But then I think – um Yeah, it's it's indescribable, and and you know I kind of have this like I said the other day, and he would love it because it would he thinks he's a prince anyway. But um, (laughs) I said it's kind of almost like uh, it's like um, BC and AD. It's like you know obviously before Christ, but it's BA because before Austin and then after Austin, (laughs) and it's almost like it's like you've got two different worlds. Like there was me before him, and now me you know with him, but you can't even imagine yourself before. It's such a strange. Such a strange things, but yeah, he's he's a little rock star. He um he does a lot of the same stuff that I like and likes a lot of the same stuff, which is super cool. And it I is. don't force him to do any of that. He just naturally. I don't want to force him. He to be gravitates. A musician, he he does. gravitates yeah. to that
0: stuff. How how cool is that? When you don't even need to foster that, it's just automatically happening. You know, pretty much. It's yeah, pretty cool. Exactly. I did. Uh, I did see your wife posted a Halloween picture of um of him dressed up as the Joker and I cracked yeah, up. I yeah. was like I was sitting at work <laughs> yeah. and yeah, I just yeah. I cracked up laughing and everyone's looking uh, at me funny, like, what's going on? I'm like, nah, nothing. It's all right. It's just his kid, he's hilarious. But he's, no, he's
1: he, hilarious, man. He uh, last year he went as Marty McFly <laughs> to Kinder.
0: <laughs> How many kids he, at um, Kinder even know who Marty McFly is? Like Literally
1: none. It was the teachers. The teachers. I walked in and like I'm about to McFly. Oh, like, they loved it. Did he have a hoverboard? Yeah, yeah, homemade oh. kind of one. Homemade <laughs> kind of hoverboard. <laughs> my wife seriously like like oh put it together. God. Unbelievable. It was so good. He had the hat. Like I bought him the um yeah yeah. Like the back to the Future two, where he's got that kind of like um the holographic. Long- yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 He had that on and everything. Oh was my sick.
0: god, I love it, it when sick. parents go right out with um book week <laughs> and stuff like that. Um,
1: it's so much fun, man, and it's so much fun for him. Like, yeah, you know, we we you want to like it's cool to get up and about about that stuff. Like, you don't want to become yeah. a real um like I I'm still a kid in, in a lot of ways. You know, I get real yeah. G'd up and excited about ridiculous stuff. Oh
0: but, um, man, just me and you. I mean, uh, about a, buying a PlayStation Five. Yeah. I mean, I'm 31. <laughs> You're yeah, what, 38, 30, 38, 38, and we're sitting there yeah. giggling, oh, we get, we got,
1: oh, it. got, we got it. it, we got I it, we got it. <laughs> yeah. Sucked in to anyone who didn't get it. Yeah,
0: all, all these <laughs> poor kids who are probably sat there and, you know, you got these two old blokes who don't, yeah. Yeah, we're, yeah, we'll take advantage of it, we don't give a shit. Yeah, that's right. I'm my own money, bitch. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Mum and dad ain't buying mine. <laughs> but, oh, it's funny, but I think <laughs> I think funny. that's awesome, man. Because I'm I'm very similar. I'm very in touch with my uh, inner child, and I think yeah, you know it's what. Good. Um, it it makes you not. A, I think obviously that helps you, especially with your work with working with yeah. those at risk kids because they see. You know they not not a, they're not seeing a big adult. They're they're just as you said before. You said earlier that you felt like more of a big brother role or something. And mm-hmm. and I think um I, I try to do the same thing because yeah. I mean you don't want to obviously cross boundaries and like you know of course but obviously you want them to be comfortable to be able to open up. And I think um For sure I think by being in touch with your um inner child, I think it, there's nothing wrong with that. And um. I mean, getting it's old good. sucks. So yeah. be, if you're young at heart, I think that's the way to go. That's
1: the, 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 uh, the long uh, – what do they call it? Fountain of youth, yeah, thinking young. Yeah, yeah it's good. Yeah. And I think I think it's like it's, – it's so heavily emphasised in – I mean, the nature of dealing with people with mental health issues and substance use issues and, and you know, whatever it is, disability or complex needs, um, yeah. it's always about being able to create connection. That's what, like, most of the foundational stuff, like if you didn't learn much else in a course that you did with me, let's say, by the end of it, you'd at least understand the nature and the importance of a relationship and building yeah. rapport and stuff. You know, That's, it's such yeah. an important thing. But then the best way to do that, at least in my experience, and I've found, um, which is probably something that most people would say, is finding common ground. Yes, and just being able being able to be, you know, have a conversation it doesn't always have to be, you know, really intense, you know, you know, doom and gloom crisis type stuff. Yeah, sure, sometimes it can be.
0: Yeah, but that's
1: right. um, you know, talking about oh, footy teams. What footy team do you like, mate? Do you watch the footy no, I Watch soccer? Oh, yeah, cool. Like having a conversation about anything with anybody is a real. Is a really useful thing. I think yes. even if you don't know jack about it, like I yep. just pretend I know about things. Hundred percent,
0: hundred percent. i I mean, yeah. I've, I've had that same conversation. You know, like, um, as you know, I'm involved at the Cloverdale Community Centre in Geelong, and, um, you know, like we've got a group there, and, you know, sometimes, you know, I don't know what they like, but instead of having, you know, four or five people sitting there, and we're having a a group thing where you need people talking. Or you want yeah, yeah, want exactly. whenever I'm reacting like having having input, you know, and yeah, yeah. I'll sit there prior to a meeting, I'll go through all their notes and I'll look yeah. at I'll look at their interests and I know straight away, okay, this'll trigger them and I'll get yeah. them talking and that's right, it's the art of conversation. Sure. And For you sure. know, some people don't like it when you talk a lot, but you know, like yeah. as in other practitioners, but that's okay. Yeah. You know, because yeah. I know I know full well that Talking doesn't hurt people as long as you do it in the right way and and you do it in a productive manner. So, um, I mean, me and you, we're pretty good at talking, mate. We can talk underwater. Absolutely. And sometimes (laughs) that's, you know, that's
1: that's a saving grace is that somebody's able to, like you know, silence is useful when it's required and you still adhere to the, you know, the appropriate, you know, types of conversation. The art of conversation is probably a really good one because it is an art. You know, it's it just is. something that a lot of people, you know, I've had a lot of students say, Man, like, I don't know how you can take nothing and turn it into some grand example of a thing that you're trying to teach us in such a strange, roundabout way that we, we, we don't know how you get to where you go. And I said, You know, sometimes I don't either. Yeah. You just, it's a you journey. You just get so used to just going and having conversations with people in large. Like, I, I'm somebody, like, I was a kid who couldn't even look people in the eye because I was so shy yeah. and so i had such so little self worth and self esteem. That to be able to do that now, walk into a room full of strangers and talk is
0: it's worlds world uh, would have frightened
1: ahead. the life <laughs> out of me. But yeah, it is. It's worlds yeah. apart now. But that's just been purely because I jumped in the deep end and, that's and practiced. Just it's, practice. Just got to practice.
0: And sometimes and you know, that's I think that's a really good um, that's a great thing for people who are listening, I think, today, to to take out of this. If they don't take anything else out of this, um there's nothing wrong with you know, taking a gamble, ta- taking a risk, and putting yourself in the deep end because, you know, sometimes sometimes you'll surprise yourself. Um, For sure, I know, I know, one hundred percent in my um, in my own case, I never thought I'd be where I am in yeah. the, in eighteen months. I, I had no, you couldn't have. I would have laughed at your face, you know. Um, yeah. but yeah. at the same time, you know, hard work and dedication and putting in. It pays For off sure. and, you know, you hear, hear your teachers and stuff at school, they say, if you just work hard, it is true, it's just yeah. sometimes you need to have it come from someone that you want to hear it from, you know, sure. a, a lot of these yeah. kids these days, you know, who might be going through a, a shit time and they might not relate with these their teachers at school and a lot of the time these teachers who are, you know, understaffed, they've... You know, mm. they've got 30 students in a class and, you know, you've got one or two kids in there who might need a little bit more attention and they just don't have the time. And that's understandable. No, no, and um exactly. You know, these kids and all of a sudden they, they don't have that respect. So, you know, when, when it comes and you have someone like yourself who can sit there and they relate to it, it makes a huge difference. So mm. I think that's, sure. a, that's a massive thing. Yeah. Um, for yeah, sure, And I think practice
1: too. Emphasizing like, like I'm, I'm not somebody who takes to things very easily. Like I've always felt like I was a bit of a, a slowpoke. You know, yeah. um, <laughs> it takes me a long time to master anything. Uh, people think they would see me now and say, "Wow, you know, oh, you, you know, it looks so easy for you." And it's like, yeah, but like, like even to the point of stupidity, I look stupid because I keep failing so many times oh. and look ridiculous and keep rocking up anyway. And that would be like, like oh. at some stage, I'm sure like my martial, whether it's martial arts or guitar playing or, um, or training or anything that I do where people go, wow, you're good at that. I couldn't be like that. Like they haven't seen me, um, rolling in and probably yeah, really looking like a dunce and people go, Go, God, this guy just should just give it up, you know? And eventually yeah. though, it, you can't, can't have a guitar there and say I'm a guitar player if you're not going to play it. To actually
0: play it, you know, you have to suck for a good few years. I mean, Uh, I suck for years, uh, it's like perseverance, isn't it? Like, um, for sure, but you
1: have to love it enough to do that. I think that's the thing, um, developing that love for sure. And I think that that's you know, it's not, and I I take that as a compliment when people make say that I make things look easy because (laughs) it doesn't bother bother me. Yeah. But they don't see the bloody tireless yeah. man hours. Spending yeah. an extra hour than anybody else in the gym kicking a bag five 500 times or yeah. um, playing guitar in my room for eight hours a day, just trying to get a lick down because I wasn't yeah. very good at it. Um, you know, that, those things are really uh, – if you love it enough, you just – you want to enjoy the process. It is not about getting good.
0: Yeah. And that I think um, I, I have noticed this and I've had chats with parents about this where, uh, you know, their kids who, you know, might have – A couple of issues or something and i've Mm. i've been working with them and you know they'll get fixated on something and Mm. their parents Mm. are scared they're like oh but he sits in his room and he does you know one of one of the kids i i did a lot of work with he was uh one of the first things i i say to to people like when when i meet them or you know like i go so you know what, what do you like because I want to mm, know what, mm. what drives you, you know, like what, yeah, yeah. what I want to find out what, what your strength is. So that way, you know, we'll play to your strengths because For sure. how else are you yeah. going to grow? So yeah. you're not going to, if you don't like doing that and I'm telling you to do it, well, exactly. it's not going to work. It's just a nah. null, it's a null, null and void. It's not going to happen. So, yeah. but this lady, because this kitty told me about how he loved his computers. And I said, yeah, well, mate. You, you people rule the world now. So, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, jump no in shit. with, um, jump in, mate, and you do what makes you happy. And, you yeah. know, he said, you know, like they did a bit of coding at school. Like They're teaching coding to kids oh, yeah. now. Yeah, man. It's in yeah. kinder or something. I don't know what it is. It's, <laughs> it's crazy. Anyway, yeah. but this kid and, yeah. um, I said to him, I go, well, you know what, man, like you can get on the internet now and Google and there is so much stuff on there, um, I don't need to tell you how to Google you. You're well aware of it. And, yeah. you know, two weeks later, I, I, cause I had a chat with his mum and, and um, his mum said, Oh, he's been sitting in his room and he's coding, like practicing his code. And I'm like, "Yeah," I go, okay, I can, I can see that where she was worried. And, I, and then I spoke to her and I said, well, you know, that really, he loves it. He actually mm. loves mm. it. And I said, but you know, how, how can we, develop a, a routine where there is productive stuff as in like, For yeah, sure. he's, he's productive, but we want him doing like, you know, other things that might, you know, the healthy things, I guess they want it. Sure. Cause they want it. His dad was a very big football player and, you know, wanted yeah, his kid, okay. wanted his kid. And I said, well, sometimes your kid isn't going to be like you, nah, you know, nah, and that's right. there's nothing wrong with that, but you've just got to be happy with it. And, you know, Ever since that day when they got made aware of it, it was like they embraced it, and this kid's happiness awesome. just went, and it was That's so cool to, it's cool to see you know and, it and is cool to see. um you know you've been doing it for twelve years i've only been you know it's like a year you know but I mean I've been doing yeah. it a lot longer unprofessionally, I guess you could say but um yeah, yeah for sure, but it is a great thing to see so yeah. For sure, I I really I think that's a really good thing that you know play to your strengths and I (laughs) think and persevere to it and um you know just jump in if you get burned a couple of times well I I, Michael Jordan had that thing what did he say I missed that this many shots in my career yeah you know yeah
1: yeah absolutely but it's it's you know if you love it enough it doesn't matter like you will nobody's perfect all the time. But I think that that's, um, that's good advice. I think even like you were saying about the kid, I think that the worry is like, and obviously we talk about addiction a lot on we, Yes. You know, yes. we deal with addiction and things like that, um, particularly, in you know, in this line of work as well. Um, but I think people are so scared that their kids are going to, they're going to lose their kids to yeah. addiction. It doesn't matter yeah. in whatever form, like gaming addiction. Is gaming is huge. Gaming is
0: huge addiction. It's massive.
1: And I, I think that I, that's I what the no worry is, you know. two or
0: six months ago.
1: It's uh, yeah, yeah, unbelievable. It's, um, like rehabs in Japan for yeah. uh, gaming addiction, you know, yeah. it's massive, and it's it's a still a behavioural compulsion that that still has the similar correlation to any form of any addiction. addiction. There's just no substance involved, but yeah. the brain chemistry is obviously still the same. Yeah. Um, but I think that that's what that's what the worry is. Eh? like, if I yep. even think about when I was younger and I was playing guitar for that long, like it was pretty much bordering on obsession. It still it is. does
0: it is but it's a, it's like it's like finding the balance isn't it and that's what i spoke sure. about with this kid's parents i'm like we've just got to find the balance you know yeah. where yeah. you feel like he's he's meeting the requirements of you know the healthy sure. and of getting life. a bit of yeah. getting a bit of vitamin d you know like and yeah. i understand yeah. that cuz yeah. you know and and it ended up like you know just going on like the kid enjoyed riding a bike. So you know, take a yeah. kid to the park and ride the bike with him. So you know, yeah. and then you find balance. And you know, For I think sure. I, it's just such a. It's not hard if you let it happen. I guess you know because yep. a lot of parents and not just parents, but you know, like family and even friends, they fight it because they don't want yeah. certain. They don't think it's right when. Yep. You know which. It's, uh, you've just got to embrace them. You know, you've got to embrace, yep. you know, whatever, whatever, whoever it is, your friends, family, you know, partners. Yeah. you just got to embrace yep. what, what they love because in the end, like, it's quite it's cruel, cruel, isn't it? It it's is. It's quite cruel, cruel yeah. if you, if you hold something back from someone that they love. Um, cruel. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's, yeah it's cruel. It's a cool. It's quite cool. It's cruel. It's cruel. It's definitely not yeah. cool. Um, nah. But, um, it's cool to find something you love. Yeah, you're right. So, yeah. so tell me a little bit about your music, because um, we got we still got ten minutes. So I thought you know, well, well, yeah, tell yeah, tell sweet, us a bit sweet. about your music, and um, <laughs> then yeah, tell us a little bit about um, about that, and then move on to a, another thing. And then sure. So um, I
1: probably should qualify as well. So obviously, said I got sober uh, a couple of years after I got married, and people have probably seen me like, oh yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> It's Carlton, it's Carlton Zero, sorry.
0: Yeah. Um, We're all about oh, the oh, non-alcoholic oh, beers makes, here. Makes me feel like an adult. Yeah, yeah. Uh, um, nothing wrong with conforming a little bit,
1: mate. No, nah, that's it. That's it. I actually quite <laughs> like the taste of them too, so it's nice. But I get to keep maintain control over my faculties, so that's good. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, so music, so I've been doing it a long, long time. I've been playing guitar for 23 years now. I think I worked out, which made me realize that I was 38. That's, <laughs> um, yeah. so, I, so I actually, <laughs> that's that's my chronological like- um, yeah. How um, long have I been playing
0: gu- guitar for?
1: Yeah, and that yeah. tells me my age. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> I, um, it's funny. So I was obsessed with um, the guitar long before I actually started playing. Um, so I was a trumpet player, um, for years. Like I, I learned, I uh, did, you know, learn how to read classical like, notation, music notation. I did a bit of classical training and things. I used to play in the, um, in the school bands. Oh, wow. We did a lot of gigs like around, um, we did it, like, we did quite a few, um, kind of tours, I suppose, where you yeah, go yeah. and compete against other schools and stuff. And oh, I got to play with yeah. like, um, Wilbur Wilde and Red Simons oh, wow. and stuff. Like we did, yeah, we did some pretty cool shit. Wow. I um, love Red Simons. <laughs> uh, yeah, he's, he's awesome. Um, he's and such and a Wilbur smart dude. And Wilbur as well. Smart Because I always actually, I wanted to be a saxophone player. That was oh, what yeah. I wanted. Cool. Because um, I'd always loved the saxophone. So obviously I loved Wilbur.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: yep. You know, Red was a guitar player. And yeah, he's super yep. switched on as well. Yeah, he's very, very
0: intelligent man, Red. Absolutely. Um, and beautifully
1: dry sense of humor. Yeah. Well. <laughs> um, but yeah, so we did heaps of gigs. Like we, you know, did quite well, but I was never really... Um, I love the music and all of that. And I love the performance and stuff like that, but I was never really a trumpet player at heart. Yeah. It was always, I always wanted to play guitar. Um, so my uncle was a bass player in a band um, and I used to idolize him and worship the ground he walked on. And, and I got really excited by probably guitar players, The two guitar players that excited me more than anything was slash and Eddie Van Halen. Oh. Um, they were, they were like, like I remember specifically sitting in, in any time I could get near a computer at all. And back then this is what the mid to late nineties. So I was pretty oh, primitive tech back then, good God. but, um, Oh, I used to sit and just look at photos of Slash all day, Eddie Van Halen all day. Um, that they, they were, I would listen to them um, over and over. I loved Metallica as well. Like I think my first cassette was Injustice for All when I was even. Oh wow!
0: On um, <laughs>
1: my Walkman, um, and and the Eurythmics greatest hits actually. So I still have lots of love for Annie Lennox, obviously, and Eurythmics. Um, yeah, I love wrong. the the But but um, those two tapes I wore to death. But um, it was the Slash's guitar playing, the ability to make it speak to me, spoke to me specifically because yeah. everyone has different, you know, people that do that for them. And Evan Halen, obviously for the the master that he was. Yeah. Um, and, you know, obviously he's very sadly passed away a little while ago and really ro- kind of rocked me. I had a, quite a lot of, um. took me a, lot, a little while to get over. Like I was quite sad. Like I cried straight away. It was just like, I think, because when people mean that much to you, especially when you're going through a heavy time as well, because yeah. there's a lot of emotion back then. Um, so I of course went out like the, the very next day and tried to get my hands on a Wolfgang guitar, which yeah. I wanted for <laughs>
0: twenty
1: of those twenty-three years. Yeah, um, and I managed to snag one, which I'm super stoked about. Yep. It's probably in the background. Yeah, actually, I, little,
0: I was actually but, looking at it earlier, and I'm like, I'm glad yeah. he's got this centerpiece <laughs> up. That's good.
1: Yeah, yeah. So, so I've been um reigniting my love and passion for guitar playing probably three hours a day now. Um, just on the couch, like I've got a little micro amp that I plug yeah. into my guitar and i just run a headphone in and i get you know get a tone going there um but it was i just i just wanted it i wanted to be a guitar player i didn't care how good or necessarily wanted to be a rock star or any shit like that i just wanted to make the instrument talk for me because back then i wasn't really talking a lot either so it was like a communication device i suppose Um, and I just loved everything about it, you know, and I still do like, I get really excited about it when I talk about it. And I've had periods where I forgot what it means to me. Um, when I've had a few band lineup changes and we've had a few fallings out with all of my mates and stuff that really killed it for me. Um, not their fault, obviously just things that happen, but, um, I spent a lot of my years chasing something. Um, we were on spicks and specs. Like we had a lot of opportunities. our
0: way. Awesome. Awesome. Um, Um, I've seen that video. It's sick. Have you, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, 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 it's good fun. You, oh, you said, have. Yes, you, you have. You sent yeah, it to me, and I remember I yeah, wrote back yeah, straight yeah. away. You were on Spicks and Specs? What? Yeah, oh, yeah, that's it's awesome. Funny. Yeah.
1: Every year. We get replayed every year. Yeah. Um, we're just sick. Super <laughs> yeah. fun. Like, yeah, you know, we had a lot. after I've been around Australia a bunch of times and yeah. stuff, like, we did some pretty cool shit. We're recording a new album at the moment. Yeah. Um,
0: which, give him, which, give um, him a plug right now. I want to give him a plug because I think like, it, like the band, or, yeah.
1: Plug it, plug this yeah. out of so, it. So, 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 Internal Nightmare is the name of the band. Um, I come up with that, yeah, during one particularly dark night of the soul. Um, <laughs> and that was the only way I could explain it, to be honest. When someone yeah. said, you know, uh, if someone had said to me, you know, how are you feeling, and I was just, I'd I remember thinking at the time I would have said, I'm pretty much feel like I'm living an internal nightmare. That's pretty much what, that was where the imagery came from. Yeah. Um, but um, yeah, we've done, we've been around, I'm the only original member left. Obviously it's been probably 10, 11 years, 12, maybe 12 years roughly um, of that band. And we've had a bunch of lineup changes and stuff, but the, the guys I'm with now I've been with for, geez, five, six years. Some of them, one of them, a bass player, mate, uh, my bass player, I mean, um, Paulio and Zach has been about three or four years, and Jerome's been a couple of years as well. So, but we really just enjoy playing. We just like to write yep. music and play. And I love death metal. Like, I don't, yep, I listen to a lot of stuff that's not even close to death metal. Um, I don't choose, to, I don't listen to death metal a lot, but I love playing it. It's something about it. It's nice and aggressive and, yeah, um, that's a release
0: this. by the scenes, by the sounds of it. for From what I gather, I, th- I think for you, it's a big release. Like it's that, sure. get rid of it. But sure. not yeah. only that, I, I see this, it's so technical too. Like I am mm. the most musically untalented person and <laughs> fucking absolute useless. Like I wouldn't know which yeah. end to play of a guitar. But um, yeah, like funny. even when you spoke about Eddie Van Halen, <laughs> and how much he meant to you and Slash, um, even myself like not being musically talented but I do love music so yeah, yeah. slash especially like um you're right he does make a guitar sound different to any other person and Eddie Van For Halen sure. do, doing shit that it doesn't yeah, seem it's shouldn't shouldn't be allowed but um <laughs> true story yeah so but I think um I think it's a really um it's a pretty common thing, I think, that people use music as an outlet. And I think it's great the way you do it. And, uh, you know, death metal for you, I think the technicality too. Because um, mm. when you, it's a, it's like martial arts, isn't it? Um, yeah, Jiu jitsu, yeah. your mind is yeah. focused. It's like, oh, I yeah. have to do yeah, this. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, in you moment. know, if you because I mean, if you fuck up in jujitsu you're getting choked out. If you fuck up, yeah, yeah, you know, playing yeah. playing that guitar, it's going to sound like shit. You know, yeah, that, that's yeah. why you got to practice yeah. those hours. It's um, it's funny. Like it seems like you know these these go backs. There's so many correlations to all for the sure. things you do, and for sure. you know what? It's um, it's great, and I think yeah. um, I think it's just uh, it's really it's inspiring for me to. To uh, be able to have someone like you to learn off, and um, yeah, and awesome. just to see, you know, I think it's I think a lot of people, I think more people need to, um, you know, they need to hear these stories because there's a lot of people out there who are going through dark times, you know, and they For think sure, that they're man. the only people, um, they're sure. the only people going through it. But you know what? Like, yeah. there's a lot of us that have got through it, and we're happy to help. So,
1: For yeah. sure. Yeah, and I still have them, you know. I've had some particularly dark times in the last six months. Um, Yeah. I I maintain – I have a really – good regime, maintenance schedule, structure for myself that I've built over a lot of years trying to get one, yeah. um, you know, and I fall back on those a lot. I've mentioned therapy multiple times. Nothing um, wrong with therapy, um, people. If, if you're lucky enough to fucking get into one, um, yeah. it, can,
0: it can be quite a, a
1: difficult process. Finding um, the right one, but,
0: that's a battle. For sure.
1: And, you know, workouts and, and training, um, you know, I love martial arts, Muay Thai and Jiu-Jitsu specifically, oh, especially um, falling in love with that. Um, you know, there's a few things that I know I need to do, you know, if that's checking out for a few days and not contacting people or not having any anything to do with anybody, then that's what I'll do. Um, you know, everybody's different yes. obviously and depends on what you need. Um, but I, you know, they still happen, but I'm, I'm probably lucky that I've got a lot of broad interests and I've got a lot of things I can throw myself into, which help, which help, you know, Yeah. Um, but you know, a lot of people are suffering. A lot of people do suffer and, you know, I feel for them because, you know, especially like I have people that I can go to when I need to. Um, I really feel for people who don't. And I know there's a lot of people that don't, um, You know, and that's where I think that this kind of this kind of work and being able to connect with people is so important because they may not have anyone else, you know. And if you're the only person that they can have in their lives, then you really want to make sure that you're not Pissing all over that, or yeah. dishonouring that, or undervaluing what that is for people, yeah. um, while while maintaining strictest professional boundaries yes. and all of those things, obviously, and that's something I heavily emphasise. Is yes, um, I think that there's a way you can do both. You know, a
0: hundred percent, there's <laughs> a way you can do both, and um, you know, like that's, uh, I guess I've said it a couple of times. You know, I'm very lucky to have you as a as a um, teacher, and you know, um, you know, people. People need to realise those things, you know. There's um, mm. there's plenty of uh, there's plenty of ways, but you know, for sometimes sure. it feels like everything's closed in, but yeah. you know, and there's no paths anywhere out. But mm. I think you know, once little things like this can open people's eyes up and show show there are a few other paths out of that that darkness. So, um, for sure, yeah, for sure. Well, I'm and really, I'm, so, a, I'm yeah. really, um. I'm really happy with uh with the way this went because I think um I think Thanks. a lot of people it's are going to get get something out of it and um sure. yeah I'm really uh I'm really looking forward to the next couple of years because I think um things are going to be happening not not just for you know I think you know in this space it's gonna there's going to be huge changes and there's going to be big shifts for sure. and um for sure you your wife um you know they're integral people. For for uh, this this community, and you know, I think you can do a lot of good, and you already are doing a lot of good. So, I'm really um, I'm really proud to have uh, had you on as a first guest. Thank you, it's, mate. Um, I feel
1: uh, quite honoured um, to have been <laughs> number one, and you can no, be number one. You'll be number one on mine, and then we'll even it up. Yeah, so it'll be no, good. I'll,
0: look, you oh. know, I'll, I'll never I'll never say no to you know taking number one. You know, I'm happy yeah, with that, man. All right.
1: No, that's good. No, and I think, um, I think, um, yeah, testament. Like, I appreciate the words and testament to you as well because I think that, um, you know, we need you out there doing good work as well because, again, um, people need it, you know. So props 100%. to you as well.
0: Thanks, mate. I appreciate that.
1: No All, no right. All
0: right. Well, uh, thanks, everyone. I hope you got something out of that. And, um, yeah, stay tuned because there's going to be plenty of uh, interesting people coming on hopefully. And um, I know Christian's starting up his own uh, little thing too. So he's got a lot of good people to talk to too. So I'll be sure to put this up. And um, also when Christian gets his up and going, I'll definitely be uh, mentioning it so everyone can get on it. And um, yeah. All right. We'll leave it at that. Catch you later, everyone. See you, Christian. Thanks very much. See you, mate. Thanks for having me. No worries. So, I thought it'd be a pretty cool thing to go out with every podcast with a track um and I thought, what better music to go out with than um a bit of Van Halen for our man Christian, who definitely gave us some pretty pretty uh pretty great insights into into some of the stuff he's gone through and how he's overcome it, and yeah, I really think. He he gave us some pretty pretty great information and I'm really happy to say that he was my first guest on on my show and yeah I'm really looking forward to speaking to more like-minded people like him and yeah, and I really hope everybody gets something out of it. So without further ado, a bit of Van Halen, chuck a bit of eruption on for y'all. <laughs> Fucking boom. All right. See you all next time, people. Catch ya.